Hey, Sarasota, it's Bob. So it's been a wonderful grind over the past 18 months. We've had some fabulous guests. We've produced over 150 episodes. and We've had over 10,000 listens from you wonderful folks in the greater Sarasota area. It's been a lot of fun, but also it's been a lot of work. And so we've decided to take a little bit of a break until this fall. When you check out other podcasts, you're going to see that most put out a new episode only once a week. We put out two, so of course that means there's twice the work. A lot of show notes, scheduling, guests, editing, etc., etc., etc. So we've decided to take a little break for the rest of the summer and we will resume this fall. And we'll let you know. But before I sign off, can you do me a little favor? Reach out to us via Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn. Drop us a little note. I'd like to know more about what you want to hear when we resume in the next couple of weeks. That'd be a big help because without you, dear listener, we would not exist. As always, thank you for tuning in. Have a wonderful summer, and we'll be back soon where you can listen, learn, and connect. Good morning, Sarasota. This is episode 44. Hello, Sarasota. This is Bob. Wow, I cannot believe how far we've come since launching in February. Our 50th episode is right around the corner, and it's going to be special. I'm not going to give it away just yet, but my guest is a certified celebrity. Yes, he's been in movies and featured in many media outlets, plus he recently got back from the Cannes Film Festival in France. However, he's known for something much, much more significant. He actually helped change the entire world of money and finance all before the age of 30, and he lives right here in Sarasota. If you're curious, then tune in on July 16th, for a very special episode of Sarasota Stories. And now on to today's show. Whenever you enter the competitive world of business, at some point you're going to get hit. It may be from a layoff as an employee, or it could be as an owner when your business gets slammed after the economy takes a substantial turn for the worse. The latter is what happened to my guest today as he was forced to recreate himself after the 2008-2012 real estate debacle, which destroyed his business and his finances. Hi, I'm Bob Williams. Guess what? I believe to better know the town you live in, it is a must to hear what our neighbors are saying, to hear their stories. In fact, that's why I created this podcast, the Sarasota Stories Podcast. I started it so that you, dear listener, could get connected just a little deeper in this wonderful community we call home. In each episode, I interview neighbors who are doing great work in impacting our town in a positive way. So you'll hear from authors and artists, entrepreneurs, civic leaders, and others share how they chose their profession, what they're working on now, and what their plans are for the future. In this episode, Chris Williams of Agento Digital Media will share one surprising thing most people don't know about him, why he chose the digital media space, what's been the toughest part of getting traction in this industry, What's been the most gratifying part? How he bounced back from the 2008-2012 real estate crash. Why he considers himself a champion for the underdog and for those who feel counted out. His recent experience with the Lakewood Ranch Business Alliance Mentor Connect. Why he became a board member of the Salvation Army and much, much more. I'm so glad you joined us today. It is my hope that you will listen, learn, and connect. Chris Williams, Managing Director at Agento and Board Chair at the Salvation Army. 
Welcome to the Sarasota Stories podcast. Bob, thanks for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Well, it's a pleasure to have you on. And uh, as I start all of my interviews, I always start off with my favorite question is, is what is one thing that most people don't know about you? <laughs> one thing that most people don't know about me is uh, I grew up I grew up in the uh, in the boxing world. I really enjoyed the sweet science of boxing and yeah. you know the fitness of it and the the uh, chess of it. Uh, but that's also because another thing people might not know about me is I love the game of chess. So oh, cool. play, sitting down playing a game of chess uh, with an opponent, even if it takes an hour or two or you know one one or two moves a day for three weeks. Uh, something I, I really enjoy. So you're a pugilist, I guess is the former term. I, I guess so. Yeah, yeah that's cool. So. It's funny as I was kind of researching your background, I said, you know, this guy, this guy's in shape there. I mean, he takes good care of himself. So I guess I'm trying. Still, I appreciate you still it. spending some time in the ring at all? Not in the actual ring. I've got a yeah. punching bag, a yeah. heavy bag, and, and, I, and I work on that and a jump rope just about every morning. Uh, oh, that's you know, cool. Just, just to keep my cardio up. So. That's cool. Well, we're going to get into your background here a little bit now. You and I both are from the Cincinnati area. Were you Aaron Pryor fan growing up? I don't know that name, Aaron. You Pryor. don't know Aaron Pryor? Why don't I know that name? It's oh, my goodness. I guess a little, but well, uh, well, yeah. Well, he's probably before you because you're a pretty young guy compared to me. So, spoil it for anyway, me. who is it? Well, We'll educate you off off Mike here in a little okay, bit. Okay, so deal. He, he was a great, great middleweight, you know, from the Cincinnati area. And he's back in the you know late 70s, early 80s. So, yeah, okay. good, tremendous boxer. Anyways, so great. So you're a boxer. So, well, it's you have an interesting company called Degento, which is in the uh, digital media arena. Uh, and before we get into that, tell me, since you're from Cincinnati and so am I, how did you actually end up in the Cincinnati area? Excuse me, the Sarasota area. In the Sarasota area. I came yeah. down originally in, uh, in 2005 during the real estate boom. And yeah. uh, you know, I thought I thought that I was going to be a millionaire. You know, Everybody was buying homes for $5 and selling them for $10,000. Yep. This is insane. Yep. And uh, you know, I came down and, and really just thought I was going to do that and do it for the rest of my life is easy money. <laughs> As you oh, know, boy. 2005, 2006, it just kind of, kind of crashed and, and, you know, I had to find another avenue. So but that's what originally brought me down here. And, you know, once you kind of get here and you get out of the snow of, of Cincinnati and, and uh, yeah. the hustle and bustle of the Metro city, it's, it's beautiful down here. There's worse places I could, I, yeah. could, I could be in. So. Yeah, it's lovely. And, and, and as I told you, you know, we, we moved down 2015 and, and we love this area and whatnot. You know, of course, you know, every area is a trade-off. And so, you know, the expenses have gone up and whatnot. But we, we, we really love this area. And we're sorry to all of you native Sarasotans that we Yankees are moving down here. But you've got <laughs> right. something good. And I hope right. we can add some, some real positive vibe to uh, the greater Sarasota area. So, That's right. well, so you had to then recreate yourself after that um, – you know, after that debacle in, the, in that real estate market here. Yeah, yeah, I did. You know, I, I tried I tried lots of things. I tried uh, fitness. I got into fitness for a little bit. I tried banking. I was, uh, you know, with Fifth Third Bank for a couple of years. Yeah. Uh, I, I tried all types of things. Uh, I worked with a, a startup that did uh, online ordering, like like uh, digital meet, digital uh, menus, you know, like, like the sure. you know, online ordering when it first came out. You know, it was something that we kind of jumped on. And, uh, yeah, I was just, just kind of floundering along. Honestly, I, uh, I spent a year, you know, just about homeless and sleeping in the car and motels and stuff like that. And, uh, started 
I started Agento from actually from a motel room and that was my, you know, quote unquote office for, wow. I don't know, eight, nine months. I was getting on my feet and I just grew it from there. Wow. That's, that's an incredible story. I mean, I, I think anybody can uh, relate to the fact that sometimes you do flounder in life, particularly if you want to have your own business. I mean, it's really hard it's to tough. find your, find traction and find something that works. And I, you know, a long time ago, I, I came across an article that said the average entrepreneur has failed seven times before they find something that works. And so, mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad you're out of that seven times. You've got something <laughs> good going on. Yeah, now, appreciate so. it. Well, tell us about Agento and what you guys do. Well, so we're a full service digital agency. Uh, that means that we handle all of the digital marketing aspects for a small business. So mm. in-house, we've got web developers, content writers, social media market- marketers, video production, video marketing, um, reputation management team, pay-per-click team. Uh, the idea is that anything that a small business might need from a digital media or digital marketing standpoint, we have here in-house. Um, wow. And- and one of the things that kind of separates us is that we uh, we're a partnership based. It's a retainer service, and so rather than taking on clients to handle their Facebook account or just their their video production, it's an all or nothing partnership where we're we're going to take on every bit of their right. marketing or nothing at all. Ah, okay. Yeah. So so they outsource that piece to you guys. Mm-hmm. And you learn very deeply about what their business is about and where they're taking it and whatnot. And then you craft a craft. digital profile for them that mm-hmm. gets the type of results that they're looking for. Interesting. Exactly. Yeah. They tell us about, you know, what the goals are, uh, not only today and this year, but what's the goals for the next 24, 36 months and into the future, uh, what they feel the audience is. Most of the time, they're right. Sometimes, not so much. Right. Um, and so we'll we'll help them to craft that that audience, craft the strategy, and then we execute the strategy. Well, I, you're certainly in the right state for this because I know Florida is like 99 percent of the industry in the state of Florida is kind of like small business, mom and pop stuff. Now, and I don't know what the revenue number is. You know, you know whether it's uh, you know million dollars or below or ten million below or what. You know, I don't know what that is, but I know it's a small business state, and certainly Sarasota is. Yeah, it's, it's, it, it really is. And, you know, when I started the business, I noticed that, that, you know, coming from Cincinnati, there's a lot of big box places, a lot of yeah. major retailers and things G-E, like that. GE, Kroger's, Parker, exactly. Gamble, Kroger, yeah. Yeah, all that stuff. I, you know, there was a lot of places that were just mom and pop. They had one, maybe two locations, uh, the family owned or, or, or something similar to that. And, uh, you know, from here all the way down into even like Port Charlotte and Fort Myers, it was just a lot of, you know, entrepreneurs sure just like anywhere like nowhere else that i'd seen on earth it's it's fascinating because when i started this podcast i i really wanted to cut it like a wa- wide swath of the of the you know the local community here because we do nonprofits, we do philanthropy you know civic leaders and whatnot i mean at least i want to do more of that in the future but i'm running into a lot of startups into a lot of a lot of folks that that are they're saying you know i want to give it my own shot here to see if I can get traction, you know, whatever it is, you know, the, the beverage space, the food space, you know, you yeah. find them at the farmer's markets and whatnot. But, you know, the real deal today is you got to have a digital footprint. And I'm seeing some folks, you know, pro- probably me included, you know, that could really up our game in that area. So so give me a typical scenario of what you run into with regards to a client comes to you or you find them or you run into them at some one of these um you know, one of these events that you attend to, what, what, what does that look like? 
Well, so generally the the clients that we gravitate to are businesses or business owners, I should say, that have reached a point where they don't have the time to learn how to how to be a you know, pay-per-click expert or how to up right. their social media game. Um, we actually, we have a, a blog on our website. There's hundreds of articles with all the ingredients and instructions on how to do it yourself. Um, and for a business owner that's a solopreneur or a two-man, three-man band, and they have the time to sure. go out, I should say two-man or two-woman band, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they have the time to do it themselves, perfect. They should. But the clients that come to us are the ones who, they don't have the time to learn how to do that or to execute that properly. They're not really sure which direction to go and they have a revenue goal, but they're not really, they're not really sure how they're going to get to it. And so they, they contact us and it's a good fit at that point. Man, I, I almost feel like I'm getting a sales pitch right here. Uh, no way. No way. It's, it's <laughs> no, funny. it's good. Yeah. It's good. It's good, good because, is- because, you know, even, even with the, the smallest venture, there are so many moving parts. Yeah. And typically what happens in, if you're an entrepreneur for the first time or you know fourth or fifth time, you know, you're really a you're really a technician. There's something that you're good at that you learned those skills in some other business. And you say, well, let me see if I can do this on my own. You know, you, you, you use the term like, you know, you're you're a good plumber, right? But then when you have to start dealing with payroll and digital oh, that's right. and All those selling yourself and whatnot, I mean, you'd be the greatest plumber in the world, but Really being able to get traction as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, that's a completely different beast. It is. You know, and I try to I try to tell, uh, you know, mentees or, or colleagues of mine or, you know, anybody I could talk to, figure out what you're great at and do that. And all the other things, right. figure, find somebody else to take care of those. You know, it, I, I remember my third or fourth year in business thinking, I got to figure out this tax thing. And there's no way I'm going to learn that myself. Yep. I got to hire an accountant. Like find somebody who can who can do Quick that. Books. And take it off. Exactly. Somebody <laughs> that can take that off your plate and, and don't spend your time, you know, trying to learn it. No. Yeah, and you're and you're you're the CEO and I get you know the mantra has always been the CEO has to do only what the CEO can do. Right. And so really you're the chief cheerleader and um you know and and obviously all customers they always want to deal with the CEO too. So, yeah. Yeah. So if you can offload that stuff, particularly the, the digital thing. So, you know, what's interesting is, and I'm on your website here, you have home services, law firms and attorneys, healthcare organizations. So give me, and you know, give me, give me a, maybe a recent, um, give me recent cases of some work that you did for somebody in that industry. And one of those industries. Sure. I mean, most recently we took on a, a home builders, builders. Yeah, yeah, home home builders slash uh, like kitchen remodel, outdoor living type of type of business. That's a very competitive competitive space here in sure. South Florida because the weather. People are outside all the time. People are building homes all the time, so on and so forth. So he needed to, for lack of a better term, stand out from the crowd. Uh, right. He didn't want to build one hundred fifty, one hundred eighty thousand dollars homes. He wanted to build really upscale, nicer homes, higher. Yeah. Right, you know. Yeah. So it, t- it takes a different type of clientele to, yes, it does. to afford those services. And so we had to help them develop a strategy that would reach the ideal clientele uh, and then target them with ads, run ads against, you know, people that were in the in the top 5% of, uh, of, of earners in the, in the area, uh, put the visually appealing products that he creates, these homes, these kitchens, these outdoor kitchens, 
put it in front of them using social media or using Google ads and, uh, and attract them to come to, to his website to convert into a, into a lead. So you will actually do the research, the market research to be able to position this client. hundred percent. Yeah. The idea is we want to just completely take it off their hands and we have some business owners that, you know, they want to, they want to get in there a little bit and that's okay too. Um, right. But it's but hard to let go. Equipped. Yeah. It's hard and to I let go. That. Yeah. But we're fully equipped to take it on 100% and we report on everything that we do uh, so that it's, it's completely transparent. So you say you have a full team that does this. I mean, you know, I guess how long have you guys been in business and, and you know, what's your team look like? So there's 10 of us total, um, nine others and myself, um, been in business for 12 years, started on the Southgate Circle in Sarasota. And then we've been here on Fruitville Road for eight, nine years, I'd say. Cool. Here at uh, the corner of Fruitville and Tuttle. And uh, yeah, you know, the idea is that we, we would have everything here in-house. We don't, we don't outsource any of the, of the tasks or anything like that. We do it all right here. That's interesting because... Again, in the podcasting world, a lot of folks, they will have maybe a couple of folks on their team, and then they will have, you know, maybe two or three VAs, virtual assistants, mm-hmm. uh, virtual assistant. Maybe they work in the Philippines or right, right. Pakistan or something of that nature. And, you know, some there's some real cost savings to be realized that way if you can you know, if you can set that system up that way. And of course, it, you know, they speak English and all that sort of jazz. So that just wasn't for you guys. It, it wasn't for us for a couple of reasons. And and one of them is, you know, kind of based on my background. Um, when I started Agento, I, I worked at the Goodwill, midnight to 8 a.m. at the donation center. And one of the things I liked about the Goodwill was that they understood that as great as they could make the employee experience, the employee probably had something in the future that they would rather do. They want to start something on their own or they want to sure. leapfrog yeah. into to another position. And I really like that. And so everybody that works here has something in the future plan that they want to do on their own. They have that entrepreneur spirit. So whether that's content writing or videography, I want to empower them to hone their skills, improve their skills. We're going to maximize that opportunity, you know, that the, having them on the team. Uh, but when they're ready to go out on their own, I want to empower them to do that. That's a great segue into our next segment here, because uh, what's so fascinating about your background, if people go to your LinkedIn page, which is Chris Williams, um, they will see that you have a very tight connection with the Salvation Army because you're Basically, your title of your LinkedIn page is Managing Director at Agento and Board Chair at the Salvation Army. And I'd never seen that before. And so, you know, share with us what, you, you know, I guess the question is, is why? Why do you have such a, a tight connection with Salvation Army? And really go back in your, your further in your background, you've always volunteered your time and done mentoring and all that sort of jazz. And why has that been such an important part of your life? Um, when I was getting on my feet, all the all the things that I'm into now, uh, when I was getting on, onto my feet, I had people in my life that were fulfilling those roles. I had wow. um, had a mentor that was, you know, leading me in the right direction. I had, you know, I, I, I'm I'm a guy who has been in the food line at the Salvation Army. Like I, I had all those things, and so when business reached the point where I was, um, you know, I still work a, a ton of hours, but not seventy. <laughs> Or 80, you know, right, the recent right. point where I had a little bit of free time, 
I wanted to find ways to give back. And those things were, were hu- hugely uh, personal to me because of my own experiences. So how did you connect with the Salvation Army? So I, uh, I, I just walked in to volunteer to serve dinner. Um, that was, that was the idea is, you know, I, I wanted to serve dinner. I remember my mom taking me to the soup kitchen as a kid, you know, it was just something ingrained in me. So I, I wanted to give back and serve the homeless. And that turned into, you know, Hey, Chris, we need you for the pantry or Hey, Chris, we got to tear up this sidewalk with the sledgehammer. <laughs> Can you come out and, and do our painting or whatever? Um, it well, just, as fit as you are, you can use that slip camera pretty easily. <laughs> yeah, using it for my for my own fitness. Now, I, uh, <laughs> um, you know, and it it it, it was it was um, fulfilling, but I just really enjoyed it. It was fun uh, to just get out and give back to the community. And uh, 20, 2016, I was their volunteer of the year, and then twenty seventeen, they asked me to join the board. And wow. When they asked me to join the board, I felt that it was an opportunity. Uh, I'm, I'm on one other board, a nonprofit board. And so I had a little bit of experience and I, I saw it as an opportunity to increase or at least equal my impact on the community from, uh, from, that, from that board level. And so how, how's that worked for you? I mean, what have you learned as a result of being chairman of the board and then also how have you been able to impact the community different from when, you know, you were just volunteering in other capacities? Yeah. I mean, so one thing I've, I've, I feel that I've been able to bring to the board specifically, and I'll, you know, I'll take a step back. The Salvation Army board, as a lot of nonprofit boards are, they are community leaders. And, sure. and at least over the years, a lot of them have come from, you know, high uh, political positions or uh, high net worth individuals, yep. things like that. Yep. Um, and I didn't come to it that from that that route. I got there from, and you know, no shade to those individuals, but I got there from just being a worker, just being an operator, the same way I run Agento, you know, as an operator. And uh, I, I was able to bring some um, experiences that those individuals would never understand. They would never know, you know, about Absolutely. what it's like standing in the food line or what it's like, you know trying to figure out how you're going to pay rent and, you know, things like that. Those individuals, not all of them may know those things. So I was able to bring that um, knowledge to them uh, and to impact some program programmatic things that, you know, make a change there, make an impact there. Um, and I've also learned how to, how to be a better, better leader. I, I think the, the best leaders are those who are willing to serve yeah. people on their team. And so I've, I've found, you know, individuals that, you know, I don't necessarily rub elbows with all the time in my work or personal life. I've, I've found ways to serve them in a leadership capacity, and that's translated into other areas of my life as well. Well, I, I mean, you're the real deal. I mean, to really to, to go through the tough times the way you've had to and to be able to build a successful business like this and really just, you know, impacting the community the way that you are. I mean, it's funny when I was doing research, I mean, I came across this quote and I, it was on your website. It says you're, you're champion for the underdog or for those who feel counted out. So obviously you felt that way at one point in your life and you were able to come back from that. And I mean, that's to me, that's a man's man. You know, it's it's a, it's, it's <laughs> the folks that get their. Well, look, I mean, most, you know, a lot of people get their teeth kicked in in life, you know, through yeah. no fault of their own or or because of their own or fault. Or because, they, yeah. 
Yeah, and they do, they 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 you know they don't have the they just don't bounce back for whatever for whatever reason. And so I think that this is a wonderful story. But so what's been the most gratifying part, I guess, of your ability to you know help those that feel counted out? Um, you know, meeting individuals who who are, have gone through some of the things I've gone through and are are on the other side. You know, yeah, they're they're on their feet, or they're paying their bills, or they've got this great job that you know maybe they didn't have previously. Um, seeing it face to face is is really gratifying. That's one. Two, I still serve dinner at the Salvation Army. Um, I don't get there every week like I used to, but as often as I can. Sure. And uh, I used to see a lot of the same faces. So uh, seeing some people for a while and then I don't see them, you know, I say, Oh, whatever happened to Jimmy? Well, yeah, you know, he got a job, you know, he's working over here. He's, you know, whatever he's getting on his feet. That's that, that feels so good, man, to know that, uh, I'm just a small piece, but I'm a piece. You know, and I had no intention of sharing this little story on my end. I had a recent, I, I, I don't do anything with the Salvation Army, but I had a recent, um, connection with them. I was driving, let's see, I was on 41 and I had to use the bathroom. So I roll into McDonald's and there's some young woman and she's sitting on the curb there and she is crying her eyes out. And I, and you know, I don't deal with the homeless yeah. and I could have easily driven by and I'm just like, well, I'll just go to, you know, Seven Eleven or whatever. And I like, I can't do it. Yeah. Long story short, I took her in, we talked, and she obviously was not in a good place mentally. Mm-hmm. And I was talking, like, I thought, okay, well, do I call the police? You know, I got to get this girl. I just can't leave her here. You know, we got her something to eat, something to drink. Well, she says, take me to Salvation Army. Take me to Salvation So I did. And I was scared. Wow. To, frankly, frankly, I, frankly, it's just like, it's one thing a guy never does. You never put a woman in your car, yeah. right? Yeah, it's Me Too yeah, movement, sure. you know, everything that you read in, in the newspaper. And it's just like, you just don't do that. I'm like, but I can't leave her here. So I took her over to the Salvation Army. And she obviously had some some real problems. But she jumped out of the car and I never saw her again. And it really just, it really just kind of, I don't know, it just put something in me to say, like, there are so many ways that we can spend a little bit of our time. Just don't drive by. Mm-hmm. Do something and you do it and do it in a groups like what you're doing. You know, the, the, everything's safe and you have organizations set up where you can do that. So I just really wanted to to commend you, you know, for getting involved with the Salvation Army. And I would imagine you highly recommend that anybody listening to this podcast does the same thing. Yeah, yeah, 100 percent. You know, it's an it's a it's a cause that we can all get behind, uh, you know, soup, shower and, and shelter. Yeah. For anybody that that needs it, you know, no no strings or anything like that. Um and and you know, the wonderful thing that that I that I love about it is that they they are constantly trying to find new ways to, you know, as people evolve, as the situation right. their homelessness evolves. Right. The organization is constantly trying to find new ways, new programs to create to to help people no matter what is going on, no matter what their background is. Um you know, it's a Christian organization, but they'll take, they'll take, you know, of it doesn't course. matter what your background sure. is or anything like that. Um, sure. They, they, they just, they're the resource that can connect people to, to get on their feet when they're ready. And that's a big part of it when that, when they're ready. 
Well, this so so the Salvation Army isn't the only organization you're involved with. You recently did Mentor Connect to the Lakewood Wrench yeah. Business Alliance. Uh, so tell us what is Mentor Connect and what is the Lakewood Ranch Business Alliance? Maybe people in Sarasota haven't heard of them. Oh man, if they haven't, they should join. <laughs> so I, I, it's funny. I don't. Uh, we don't necessarily as an as an as an agency uh, serve the masses, right? We don't work with every mom and pop. It's, right. it's a certain clientele. Uh, we're we're boutique ish in that way, and so I've always kind of strayed away from chambers and things like that. But the business alliance I joined and. Uh, maybe maybe a year ago, and it has it has really been gratifying. Uh, you know, we got programs and educational tools and things like that. Uh, but just some great just some great folks to work with. And uh, uh, they had an event called Mentor Connect. They connected uh, community leaders with young uh, aspiring community leaders. And so that could have been entrepreneurs. It could have been you know, nonprofit workers, bankers. You know, you name it. There was a, a good good mix of variety of people in there. And uh, so it was last week, they paired me with three mentees, uh, you know, and they had questions that they had submitted that they wanted answers to, you know, directions like, how do I handle this? How how should I handle time management? How should I start a business in this economic, you know, climate? Really interesting questions. And uh, so hopefully I was able to to provide some insight. I've I've got follow-ups uh, with each of them, one of them today, I'm going to, I'm going to golf with. So I'm looking forward to that. Very cool. Yeah. That is yeah. very cool. That's very it's cool. It's time. interesting. It's, it's, I, I'm a huge believer in, in mentorship. I just recently interviewed Dr. Shrika Evans at the Suncoast, the see Suncoast uh, School for Innovative Studies. It's one of the yeah. charter schools here. And they do mentorship between the older students and the younger students. And so, it, yeah, it is. And and it, it helps to decrease you know, bullying. It makes the older students feel like they're responsible. Mm-hmm. It gives the younger kids, you know, someone to look up to. And so that's exactly exactly what you're doing as well. So but so with so with this Mentor Connect, I mean, is it is it an ongoing program? Are you going to meet with this uh, your mentees for X number of times? How What does that look like? So it was just a one time event. Uh, some of the other mentors that were there I spoke with had been there previously and so they you know some of them told me like yeah i keep in touch with my mentees and some of them said no you know it it just didn't work out but i'm i'm certainly going to try uh and uh i don't want to still run a full-time agency right yeah (laughs) that's right i don't want to um put my foot you know too much into their business they've got their own lives and hopefully hopefully they're too busy being successful to to make time for old chris but I at least want to be a resource, and and if they need someone to talk to, then I got them. That's great. Let's switch back to Agento. Um, so you have about ten people in your organization. You have I'm on your website again, right here. You have a a library of customers that you've worked with, and there's several dozen here. You're doing a lot of great work for and whatnot. Where do you want to take your agency? You know what? Uh, Sarasota is always going to be home, and at least fifty percent of our of our client roster is here in in, in uh, South Florida, also, you know, from Tampa to Naples. Uh, but the other fifty percent is up and down the East Coast. Nothing, right. nothing west of Chicago. I think it's furthest west we are. And I'd like to see us get, uh, you know, a little bit a little bit more saturation up and down the East Coast, and then branch out a little bit into the Midwest onto you know onto the West Coast if possible. But in a previous business life. 
one of the best questions I ever heard asked of an entrepreneur, of a business owner such as yourself is, why are you changing the way in which you're conducting your business at this time? It's because you're wanting to go someplace. Yeah. Yeah. yeah agency, so. Yeah, hundred percent. And you know, I, I'm not sure if I if I told you, but we don't we don't take on competitors of our clients. So, you know, for example, you know, I've got a the home builder we talked about is here in Sarasota. We won't take on another one in the regional area. And so we kind of have to to branch out. We have to look into other areas for for ser- services and other types of clients and things like that because we don't want to compete against our clients. That's an interesting strategy. Do Do you have like an advisory group or board of directors yourself? For the agency, yeah, no, maybe one day, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just yeah. you know, you know, it's it's a it's a team effort here. So everybody, everybody, I guess, is part of the advisory group. That's very everybody, cool. Everybody can pitch in their their insights, and you know, nobody's opinion is more important than the others. So, if someone wants wants to reach out to you and learn more about what you do, what's the best way to to find you in this digital me. age in where digital you're everywhere? Age. <laughs> we sure are everywhere. You know, uh, you can certainly come to the website at gento.com. It's A G as in golf, I N T O.com. Yep. Um, if they want to talk with me, they can find me on LinkedIn or, or Twitter. I'm pre- pretty active on Twitter as well. We'll have that in all the show notes where people can find you. Well, Chris Williams, managing director at Agento and board chair at the Salvation Army. Thank you so much for being on the Sarasota Stories podcast. Thank you so much for stopping by. I sure hope you enjoy listening to our interviews as much as we do providing them. If so, would you do me a little favor? Go to sarasotastories.co and enter in your email. That way you'll get notifications of all upcoming episodes. Also, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. And remember, no matter where you go, to listen, learn, and connect. Connect.